0: Hello, everyone, and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode, we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host, Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. Welcome back, everyone. In this week's episode, we talk about a topic that comes up every year in our industry the annual Association of Professional Piercers Board Elections. When this episode airs, voting will be in full swing. Many people think that being a board member is a popularity contest there's a large amount of responsibility and sacrifice that comes with it. We sit down with two former board members of the Association of Professional Piercers to discuss their experiences and what it truly takes to be one. Kendra Jane, an extremely experienced piercer who is just stepping down from the vice president position, gives her insight on the sacrifices of being a board member and how rewarding the experience is. Our other guest piercer is a piercer who has worked all over the country, Eduardo Chavarria. Eduardo was not only a volunteer for the APP at several conferences, but also a former board member. He gives an honest view on what he hopes to see in the future from candidates and the demand that being a board member took. So without further ado, listen in as we talk about what it takes to be a board member, the APP helicopter, and what we'd like to see in future candidates. Kendra, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our guests?
1: Uh, hi, most people will know me as Kendra Jane. I'm your current uh, vice president and former director of events and operations for the Association of Professional Piercers. Great.
0: And our second guest today is my good friend, Ed. So why don't you introduce yourself as well?
2: Hello, everybody. This is Eduardo Chavarria. I am a former board member, former um Membership liaison. I believe my term was from 2008 to 2011, maybe 2009 to 2012.
0: Sometime. I think period. that's
2: what it was. One <laughs> yeah, well, what, what of those sets of three year periods.
0: And uh, that's actually um, a really good way to segue in what we're talking about today. So. Uh, the reason why I asked both you folks onto this week's episode is because the Association of Professional Piercer elections are coming up, and for those that don't know what this is, every three years uh, the seats on the board, some of them become open, and uh, when they do become open, that is when the I'm just going to refer to as the APP, the Association of Professional Piercers, allows its members to nominate and vote certain individuals into those seats to lead the organization. And one of the things that we see a lot of is it only takes one person to become nominated to run for board, uh, which is a wonderful thing. But it's also a super dangerous thing because uh, the board itself is a lot of work and a lot of people don't realize how much work it actually is. So our guests on this week's show have actually been board members. So I'm going to allow them to go ahead and explain their past experiences, what they'll be looking for, and what are some things um, that they found difficult with being board members. But yeah, this, basically this episode is here just to allow folks to hear what it's actually like to be a board member. Why don't you guys go ahead and just kind of explain the position that you held for the board and how it was and all those things that you did for it?
2: So my, uh, I've only served one term on the board and, uh, I guess we we agreed that it was from 2009 to 2012. Um, one thing I'd like to maybe bring up first is a little bit of uh, APP election history. And there are five seats to the board. Well, there used to be seven seats, but now two of those seats are officer positions. Um, so when there is elections, um, there's a total of five. Um, but through history and learning, um, we found out that it was all, or that it was a good idea. If the entire board wasn't a new seat, if there was past board members to kind of pave the way and and lead and make sure things continue to to get done properly. Um, So the elections now are staggered. They used to not be. Um, So this election, I believe there is two seats.
1: Three. Uh, Ryan, uh, Luis and myself. Okay. Oh, there's three. Cool. So there's
2: three seats that are going to be opening up. When I first came on the board... um, was the first year that the staggered um, election started happening and uh, one thing that was cool about the board I served on is uh, we didn't stick to the just the standard roles that had always been fulfilled so for instance uh, I was actually the very first membership liaison my job was really fun um, my job required a lot of work um, and I think that's kind of uh, why you have us on here is to talk about the work that it takes to be a board member And um, I think the hardest part is it's a very self-motivated position. There's not an instruction manual. There's not someone that kind of will give you a little mentorship before you jump into it. There's work to do and you have to figure it out and you have to get it done. And the goal is to get it done in a timely manner so you can get more work done. I I would say, depending on what you're doing for the association, you know, you're talking about having to answer emails, having to answer direct messages, um, having to mentor people a little bit, um, having to work well with, you know, four or five other people, um, and having to do it all in a set period of time while still trying to live your life and work your job or own your shop or what have you.
0: I think that's a thing that a lot of people don't realize is that once you become a board member, and, and this goes for any organization, not just the, the APP board itself, once you join an organization like that, your other duties don't get diminished and they don't like get easier because now you're on a board. If anything, they get harder because you need to give the board the same amount of attention and work and detail that you give those other aspects in your life. And then as soon as you hop on the board, they expect that of you as well. So it's almost like you're taking on like an additional, I'm not even going to say part-time job because-
2: you never it's a stop time doing job. it. Absolutely, it's full-time job.
1: It's also a full-time job. I think that should be noted that sometimes means you drop everything. So sometimes we get things that come up that is extremely time sensitive, like Ed noted, and it means that I call in sick to work or I don't get to go to my child's choir performance because what the association needs from me at that point is more important. Um, and so I think whoever is running in and nominated. And is going to get voted in needs to understand that sometimes life happens, but sometimes the association happens, and that sometimes has to come first. Otherwise, other things don't happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things where sign up for this. Like that's that's the thing that I stress for. Is it's it's not a cool kid thing, or it's a, it's not a like I'm internet popular, like I'm on the board. Like there is a a truckload of work that needs to get done. As soon as you become a member and the the biggest thing you know and I'll, we're going to hop around here in this conversation, but one of the biggest things is is that i i've done work on boards before, not not for the APP but on boards in general, and it is a job where if you do the job, nobody notices very much, but if you mess <laughs> up or there's an issue, you are the worst person alive and it, they expect everything to be fixed right away so it's very i don't want to say thankless but it's one of those jobs where if you're doing great nobody really notices that much like no one is like thanks for doing a great job like you may hear that occasionally but more so like if you if if something gets messed up it's like your inbox explodes because you're a terrible person
1: that's exactly right when when the ball is dropped, um, it's thrown right right in your face, real quick. Um, so you you learn to grow a bit of a thick skin, and uh, sometimes you come out of it a little worse for the wear. But I do recommend anyone that is considering being on the next board have prior nonprofit experience. A lot of nonprofits work in the same type of mannerisms, and if you've had experiences at higher levels with other types of board positions, you will be very well suited to understanding what it will take to be on this board.
2: I think uh, going back a little bit to what uh, you had mentioned, Will, as far as uh, a cool kid club or popularity thing, um, it may seem so from the outside in, but once you're sitting in that position, you realize that all eyes are on you. And it really changes how you view things because you get to see the internal workings of of not just the organization, but the industry, so to speak. and. If you're getting into it for the, the cool kid points or whatever, it's just you're going to really soon realize that even your closest friends now want to see what you're doing. And if you're not doing it well, as you pointed out, they'll let you know. So it's a commitment. And it's a, it's a if you're wanting to do it, do it because you want to make some sort of difference or you want to help in, with the amount of work that needs to get done. Ultimately, if your heart's not in it, you're not going to make a good board member.
0: Yeah, absolutely. and And... I uh, am just here, Will Von Dad hat. You know, it's it's one of those things where just I, – I hate to say it, but like here here's a perfect example. Your trash gets picked up every single week, right? Yeah. It's great. It's rad. You do your thing. You put it out. They take it. Fine. Have you ever missed trash one week or they've missed a pickup for one week? And then Oof. all of a sudden you're like – Holy crap, what do I do with all this? Like you're on the phone, you're yelling at somebody because everything is now all disrupted. And that's the same thing. When it's running, when it's running like a perfectly like tuned machine, everything's great. No one notices it because they've accepted how great it is. And then once something goes wrong, it it gets a little little wacky to say the very least.
2: You know, the lovely thing about living in Philadelphia is you just never know, so you just are like whatever about it. I've had a couple of weeks where my street's been missed and you just kind of like, eh, low standard. You, you'll get it next time, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah. But now you have that sweet mascot, which I'm so jealous of. <laughs> so, so now you have, yeah. yeah, Gritty is now a looming threat for Philly. Like don't put out your trash. Gritty's coming, you know? So, um, but, uh, going back to what Kendra said, uh, having experience in other fields is definitely a positive. Uh, this is, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to have you pad your resume or anything like that, but, um. Not only would board experience be a plus, volunteering would be a plus, especially for the organization itself, because if you volunteer for them, you now have some sort of idea on how the organization works. And I feel that's a thing that a lot of people are missing. But in addition to that as well, you'll see that a lot of these candidates that are uh, have announced that they've accepted the nomination, seem the ones that seem the strongest, are typically ones that have held the position before. Or they volunteered so much with the organization that they know how it works. And you can tell that between one of those candidates and then a candidate who's like,
1: I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, I fully agree. I know that um, my first conference, I was an LD scholar. And that will be nine years ago, this conference. And I have been a volunteer ever since. So I had many years of volunteering prior to my board uh, acceptance. And I know that Ed did too.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with my conferences if I wasn't helping out. I I think – I think I didn't volunteer one year in the entire time I've been going. And I think it was the one year that I was the most bored.
1: Uh, I think travel is important. Um, It's travel has been the hard one of the hardest things for me, to be honest. Um, When you think about three board meetings a year that you're traveling for, you're like, oh, that's easy. But in reality, it means that you're traveling every three to four months for up to five or six days at a time, depending on where you're flying from. I'm an international member. So I, two full travel days um, plus meetings, which means I'm missing a week of paycheck um, and all kinds of things.
0: The APP doesn't give you missed wages or anything like that either. This is a, you are volunteering your time and volunteering implies that there is not any compensation for that time. So that's another thing that you have to think about as well is if you are going to accept this position, that you're possibly going to have to travel and Unfortunately, uh, many piercers aren't in the position where where they can miss a week of work or find someone to cover their shifts or, or something among those lines.
1: Yeah, exactly. And for anyone that has um, a life at home as well, you know, if you have dogs, who takes care of your dogs while you're gone? If you have kids, who takes care of your kids while you're gone? And then you throw in things like conference and camp and you're traveling Every few months, a lot of our board members teach at other conferences throughout the world. So, RUAPP in Russia, LBP in Mexico. Um, Ed, help me out with with what conferences in Brazil? Uh, GDP? GDP. UK APP. So, we have board members like Louise and Ryan that are literally flying around the world every couple weeks.
2: And that means one of two things as well. If you're a business owner doing that, you have to have a pretty awesome staff that you trust a lot to know that everything's going to be fine while you're gone. And if you're someone's employee, your employer has to be really cool and willing to let you have all that time off.
0: Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but you know, I, I can't take off seven weeks a year or something similar to that. And, uh, the other thing we've covered in past episodes, like even when we talked about guest spotting, like the other, I, and I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate and bringing up all these things, but when it comes to not only leaving it, is your job stable, is your home life stable too? That's a thing that a lot of people don't realize. Is would your significant other or or you know like partner or. You know, roommate or any of those people, be fine with you for leaving every couple of weeks to go do something like this. Because personally, I, as we all know, I just had a little baby. Like I left for two days, and I was the most homesick I've ever been in my (laughs) life. So I, I couldn't imagine going for all those weeks, especially if you have you know little ones or or significant others that rely on you to help with their daily tasks.
1: Yeah, and I'm fortunate. I'm actually probably the board member that travels the least. And I'm still gone upwards of a full month out of the year, broken up here and there. And I am very lucky to have a very stable home life um, with people very close to me that can help in all aspects of that. I don't think if I had that, that I would have been successful in my board term.
0: It's it's just crazy when you really think about how much time you're giving up. And I I understand that it's a very rewarding position. But and I'm not trying to make this right now, we're covering a lot of aspects that um, we're trying to hammer in to make sure that candidates realize and, and other members in the association before they cast their vote. But these are things that may not be thought about until it's too late. And, and the last thing you want to do is have someone you know sign up as a board member and then they can't do the position and they drop down. And then the other candidates may have already fulfilled their time rules uh, and have taken on something else. So, I mean, it, it could get into a very difficult situation very fast.
2: So something I maybe would like to add to that and what we're talking about currently is um, also be realistic with yourself on how well do you play with others? And how, <laughs> how is your mental health for, for doing something like this? You know, it, it can be really stressful. And if you're someone that doesn't play well with others, you're having to play well with five to seven people for three years.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people who will be like, hey, I don't like you, but we have to do this job. So let's get it done. But I mean, meeting with someone, spending all that time with someone, that is a totally different scenario.
2: I mean, yeah, you're during the meetings, you're stuck together for an entire week. You know, I'm not sure how it works now, Kendra, you know, but I remember having board meetings where we would all stay at Bethra's house.
1: Um we we are fortunate enough now that we have grown as an organization that we do not curse Bethra with our presence for a full week. <laughs> um but we do live in very tight quarters. So, you know, we share a house. That means sometimes there's more than one of us sleeping in the same bedroom because that's the size of the house. Um it means that we are eating meals together, we're waking up together, um we twenty four seven for that full week. So if it is someone that, you know, you have a shorted past with, or that you've had less than conjugal, um, I don't know what the word is. Cordial. Cordial. That's a conjugal would mean something else. It could mean that, but I mean, still. We don't do that at board meetings. (laughs) Not anymore.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. If you're less than cordial with, with someone that you have to work that closely with, it can make getting your job done very difficult. Um, I'm very fortunate with the, board that I've served with and I don't know that I could have served with better people. They were amazing to serve with and I hope that whoever takes the next positions um, does it justice.
0: Yeah, you're essentially getting new family members.
2: I think something that is, was maybe something that was hard for me to learn in the beginning was uh, the whole you can't make all of the people happy all of the time. Um, you can only make some of the people happy some of the time. Everybody hates you and everybody loves you at the same time. And every former board was the worst board and every current board is the best board. Um,
1: (laughs) And 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 sometimes you're going to be wrong and sometimes you're going to lose the vote. Yeah. And you got to be okay
2: with that. You know, it's, it's, it's sometimes you don't get, get to see that things go the way that you want them to go just for the better of either the organization as a whole, or really sometimes, because it's just faster to table something and come back to it at a different point.
0: Yeah. Grudges in this industry are very real, very real, and they last a very long time. One of the things that I learned very early, especially in my relationship with my wife, is to be like, oh, I was wrong. Like I was totally wrong on that one. I am am sorry about that. And a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, I talk about it a lot, but that humble pie, a lot of people are really afraid to eat it because they feel that it makes them look uh, like not professional or – you know, not as, not as uh, smart as they appear on the internets.
1: Pie is delicious even when it is of the humble variety.
0: Oh, my God. Your pies are uh, – side note. <laughs> like let's – your Instagram <laughs> is terrifying for me because every time I see it, I'm like, oh, damn. Like where's the bakery in town here? Like every time. Every time I see it, it's amazing and it's awful, and we'll we'll include notes for it later. But if you follow Kendra, it's just a thousand delicious things on on a regular basis. That's pretty much how
2: it goes. I've been lucky enough to receive care packages from Kendra that have oh my god that have cookies in them. <laughs> and let me tell you, they taste better than they look.
1: Oh, oh my you goodness! <laughs> oh, I'm like beet red from toes. No, my it's head true.
0: Hair. I I don't know. It could just be me, but like you can. What's that old myth like? It's very true for me, but like the way to a man's heart is through a stomach, that kind of thing. Like my wife makes cupcakes. I only allow her to make them once a year because if she made them more than that, I would eat all of them. And she usually makes 24 and I hand out two. So,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so. Well, in that regard, my cookies and my pictures and my baking is, is very similar to my board position. You have to have passion for it. I love baking. I love what it does when I give someone something I've made. When I get to see their face when they eat my my cookies, it's like the best feeling in the world for me. That's what it's like to be a board member, too. You have to want to find joy in doing things for others. You can't want that joy from doing it for yourself. There's, there's nothing in that. You have to want to do it for the greater good of the industry and the people that are your uh, peers and colleagues.
2: You have to love piercing, and you have to love the APP. You know, like, it's not... It's more than just volunteering, you know, like you're really putting a lot of yourself into it for everybody else, you know, and and it it is, you know, as you said, it's not not calling it a thankless position, but it is something that the more that you do, the less recognition you get for it. And you have to to be cool with that. You have to be cool with that, too. (laughs) you know, like
1: and, and being being cool with the fact that a lot of the work is not in the limelight. You're not the person on the stage. Yeah, you have to be okay doing the work behind the scenes. And, and the heavy lifting, if you will, you're, you're a lot like the warehouse guy. Um, you're not necessarily the person on the front line that gets the thanks and glory for the work being done.
0: Yeah. I always describe those positions as uh, – I, I like to think of everything as a machine. And you're the grease that makes the gears turn because without you, like, they would just halt. So you're the, you're the people that make everything work inside the machine to make the machine do its job.
1: So Like um, the butter
0: like the
2: butter. <laughs> on that note, I would like to take a second to thank people that are on committees. Um, yes. Because if anybody gets really the the short end of the stick, it's them. And, and if you're looking to to get more involved in the APP or potentially one day be a board member, that's also a really good foot in the door and getting your toes wet into to what being a board member might be. You know, the people on committees do a lot of work that most people don't even know potentially who might who it might even be. So I'd like to take a second to give everybody that's on the APP committee a shout out. Y'all rock.
0: Yeah, that is – I only served, I don't know, about a year on the social media committee. And if you really, really want to know what it's like to have a thankless position, join that committee. Because the only thing that you're met with is why aren't I featured? Like, why? all the time. It's like constant beratement. And I feel so bad for those people, but they do such a good job. But it's just one of those things where it's like, that's a really good way to understand like how things work. I mean, you if you're doing it great, but it's still not going to be good enough for some people. So it's just one of those positions and one of those committees where it will really give you a genuine feel of you're doing a wonderful, amazing, great, incredible thing. But unfortunately, no matter how good you do it, someone still may have a problem with it. And that's a really good lesson to learn, and not just for being a board member, for life in general.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing that committee service will do is it will also help to show you what you want to do versus what you think you might want to do for the organization. So you may join, let's say, something like the social media committee because you think that that's where you can make the biggest difference or where your your love of, of pictures will come in handy. And you might get on that committee and be like, ugh this is not at all what I thought it would be um, and decide to maybe switch to our membership committee. and And that's where you really thrive. So, those Those hours that you serve our committees also help to give you a, a better understanding of of the machine as a whole and where your role in that machine might be
0: i 'm just going to use this as a little segue to talk about one of the things that the board also does uh that a lot of people may not realize is they are the responsible parties uh for speaking to things outside of our industry, so that means talking to like newspapers or, you know, like talking to people for articles and things of that nature. So another good trait, in my opinion, would be having a strong public speaking skill, but also having the knowledge to make sure that you're not saying things that can be taken out of context or things that can be used, you know, essentially against the organization. And I preach about it a lot, but you better make sure that like your social media is squeaky clean. Because if it's not, someone could find that and be like, well, we can't take this organization seriously. Look at its leaders, you know?
1: Um, yeah, I, I was very fortunate that I have a past training as a high school teacher. Oh, um, yeah. And you actually sign documents when you get your official certificate and get a permanent position here um, that you understand that you are a, uh, a teacher 24-7. So that when you run into your students or their parents at a grocery store, you're not you, you're a teacher. When you um, are out and about in the park with your dog and you run across someone, you are not you, you are their teacher. Um, And unfortunately, it does mean that you have to censor yourself. Um, And it means that there are topics that you don't get to talk about publicly anymore. And there are opinions and statements that you want to make that you just keep quiet in the corner.
2: (laughs) Yeah, to to a certain degree you, you kinda stop being a person because everybody's watching watching you and listening to you and waiting for you to say something that they can kinda hold against you or use against you or it's not only is being a board member a lot of work like in the stuff that you have to do, but it's a lot of like self work of knowing, you know, like this is what I can and can't do and if I do it, there potentially may be problems because of it.
0: feel awkward saying this, but it feels like no matter what your age, you need to have a very mature outlook on things uh, in order to accomplish this, I believe, because it's a lot of self reflection. It's a lot of like sacrificing. It's a lot of I sound like my dad right now, like a lot of a lot of those things where you need to put something before you. And a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that. Some do, and that's great. But it's one of those things where you need to really consider if that's something you are 100% committed to.
1: Yeah, you have to be very strong in your own personal beliefs and boundaries and where you are um, in order to stay the course, if you will.
2: To, to maybe add a little like nice light into it because we keep going back to like how much work it is and how stressful it is. Um, for me personally, it was also really rewarding. Um, the board I served on—I I, still—they're my family, you know. Like they—they they are people that I grew really close with, and I was still really young at the time. And I would say that they helped mold me even. And um, it was like having five mentors to help me become not only a really awesome board member, but even to become just a better person overall. And I met some of my best friends in this industry through being a board member through volunteer work. So there, you know, it's, it's, you know, there is some, some benefits to it and, and the benefits are pretty long lasting.
1: I a hundred percent agree. Um, my board position has definitely changed me uh, for the better. The people that I have served with, I have some of their initials tattooed on me. They mean that much to me. Like it is a, a an opportunity that for better or for worse will be an amazing experience in all that it is. It gave me um, lessons and taught me things that I didn't no, I needed, so in that regard ed is, is definitely right. It is a once in a lifetime opportunity, but don't take it lightly.
2: It's a really unique experience, you know it's kinda like if you are a member of a small performance art group or a member of a band or you know a member of some sort of small team, you know you really do build this really cool, unique relationship that's just that just belongs to you and your group
1: well, and I also think. Um, even making it on a on a broader scope. Our industry is in a very unique position, um, especially with kind of the generation of piercers that are looking to get elected and moving a little bit to the next generation. We are a young enough industry that we have actually got to meet the fathers of our industry, the people that made um, some of our jobs and our careers possible. We have learned from them. We can speak to them on a regular basis, some of them. But our industry is also young enough that there can be... Those people going forward, the next generation has the chance to make the same type of impact on the industry and the same type of uh, effect going forward. They can be real change if that's what they want to be.
0: Yeah, I think those are all important notes. I, it is, and I and I don't want to make sh- I want to make sure that our listeners understand. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy in any which way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that people know that. As much as you put in, you will get that much back. It comes in a different form, just like Kendra and Ed explained. But, I mean, that's the benefit of being a board member is you get to make some of the tightest bonds with probably some of your closest friends because you've spent so much time with them. But then also it really helps you know shape you for the future and, and help you out along your own career path.
1: And, man, those sweet helicopter rides –
0: Oh, the helicopter. I've seen it. I, they showed me a picture before this. I've seen the helicopter. It's real. Gritty's the pilot.
1: <laughs> Miro likes to uh, to take claim of it, but he lets us is all take a ride once in a while. Well, there you go. Now, yeah,
0: straight straight from uh, former board members, it's real. But uh, we'll, we'll use that uh, as a helicopter segue. Uh, what are the things that you folks would look for or like to see in future candidates or board members?
1: I guess I have a little bit of a biased, not opinion, but biased slant from where I come from. Um, as the only female on the current board, I really would like to see another female on the board. Um, it offers a different perspective and a different uh, input than having an all male board. And it's not to say that an all male board wouldn't do a great job. It just brings something different to the table. Um, I am someone that is a very large proponent, pr- proponent of best person for the job. But I do also think that having both sides of that represented um, equally is very important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Diversity is always a benefit because there are views that you may be missing if you're not from... Uh, either that background or that how – do, how do I phrase this pr- appropriately? Either, either from that background or from that sexual orientation or how they define themselves, those are unique perspectives that can actually benefit an organization by having that viewpoint.
2: I think for myself, even though there are currently one international member and uh, one Latino board member right now, I, I would love to see more either international presence or people of color presence in the board.
0: That goes right back to what I just said a moment ago, those those unique perspectives that you may not realize. Also, um, I don't I don't know if it's from previous board members, uh, like, you know, such as yourself or Luis or any of those people. But having people that can reach out to, uh, you know, like uh, Luis's work down with uh, – is it – what is it? The Latin – is it Latin America APP? How, what is the title for that there's one? There's
2: LBP and there's GEP. And LBP is – Based out of Mexico, um, but it's a Latin American organization. And then uh, GEP, I believe, is uh, specific to Brazil.
0: Okay, I, I, I can never remember the the acronyms or anything, so I just want to make sure that I got them correct. But having Having a person such as you know Luis even is great for that because those people can fluently reach out to someone and express their concerns and hopefully be able to converse with them and set things up like that in the future. So even having members from from all countries, I mean anywhere, would be great for the organization itself. And that's a that's a thing that a lot of people don't realize too is like the APP represents. We have people all over the world, and those people are people that are able to be board members as well. So just just always keep that in mind too when you're when you're uh nominating someone for the board itself or you're casting your vote, you know, in the near future.
2: I could maybe speak a little bit on um maybe the benefits of an international board member. Um I was
0: Yeah, you can dive right into that. I
2: was lucky enough, like wow, lucky enough to be able to share a little bit of my board position time with Danny Yerna from Mexico City. Um, Hmm. not only is that guy like influential to like how much work my board got done, but like this dude took his board position and was able to create what is now the LVP from the experience he gained from it. Um, and you know, like that's, if you are an international member and there isn't any kind of organization in your area already, what a great experience for you to be able to segue that to happen wherever you're from.
1: It really is. And even if you, uh, as an international member, want to start volunteering, we have several of our volunteers that come from Norway, Sweden, Russia, uh, the UK, Ireland, um, and all of those people help make our conference what it is, but many of them have now gone on to start their own uh, organizations. So Germany and the UK APP in particular have several of their board members that are also members of the APP and started as volunteers, um, like I said, it's a it's a great way to get some experience and some understanding, um, and some help in forming an organization in a few. Don't
0: absolutely all the all these points are extremely important to say the very least, and I think it's just one of those things that unfortunately a lot of people may not think right away uh, when they do think of like who they might nominate or anything like that. I think it's a really Important thing for us to talk about it now. Even though that the nominations have are are starting to close for this current election, there is another election next year, and that would be a good spot maybe if you're an international person to think about possibly trying to move forward and get get a position on the board.
1: Another thing I think that's really important to talk about and it's it's in media everywhere, is is voter turnout. Um if if not enough people vote, our election is null and void. So it is also really important that you take the time to vote. Um, otherwise, we have to do it all again.
0: Yeah, I could get on an old man tangent about that now, about people not thinking their vote matters. It does. Your vote genuinely does matter. And especially with the organization being a little bit smaller uh, than many people believe, your votes matter incredibly. So uh, in about two weeks or so, if you are a member of the association, they'll send you out an email where you just fill it out and cast your ballot and that's all you have to do. You don't even have to leave your house or even get out of bed. So, um. Make sure that you take those couple extra minutes to uh, read about and research the candidates that make themselves known and then cast your vote and hopefully change and shape the way that the APP uh, moves forward in the future. Over the past few weeks, we've actually been asking potential nominated candidates a few questions and giving them a space on the podcast to go ahead and – Tell us their responses and why they would be a good selection for the board member and what their past experiences can help uh, help accomplish the goal of being a board member. So make sure you take some time to listen to those, but also read about it. Maybe reach out to them. Ask them questions. These people want to be on the board, and you should want them to be on the board as well. So make sure that you reach out, ask them, talk to them, and see if they are going to – act on the board the same way that you would want them to. So there's a lot of different candidates out there and there's a lot of different choices. So just make sure that you cast your vote correctly for someone that you support.
2: I, I don't I don't know how much it, it would be worth, but um, you know, and I, I haven't been on the board from what feels like forever. Um, but I know that at, at one point there's the misconception that, Oh, if you're a board member, you're like getting flown places and you get to have this mini vacation and you know, like it's not really the case. I don't know if that's still, again, if that's a thing that people will talk about now. But like, no, people think that. Yeah, enough. board members get—they really do. Do Board members get the same hotel rooms that that you get. You know, like, it, oh yeah, we even, don't get anything. <laughs> there, there's like nothing fancy that comes along with being a board member. You know, like even your plane trips, even though they do get reimbursed, you still have to pay for them up front yourself. You know, like it's it, it, it's it's. there's no glory with it other than getting to help out and getting to do some cool things like, you know, um, but there's no, there's no payout.
1: The board is for full transparency. So I can, I can use myself as an example. People will think we go to Vegas and eat, you know, $300 sushi meals every night. Um, So I was actually too busy to eat. That's how much work we do. (laughs) Although I have lots of people that bring me donuts. So.
0: Right. And then the other thing too, is if you, a lot of people don't realize this, but if you hang out at the bar, there's usually always one board member present, just making sure that everything is going swimmingly. And those people aren't allowed to drink and party at conference. So make sure you keep that in the back of your mind, too.
1: Yeah, no, we, we make the choice to to stay up late. And it's not that we're not allowed to drink. It's, it's going back to that. You're a board member 24-7. So if you have set forth expectations for the attendees of conference... Um, you should live up to those expectations yourself.
0: Yeah, and true words have never been spoken. I mean, that's, that's really it. But, <laughs> mom words. <laughs> no, mom words, dad words, wolf on dad. I mean, it's all those things. But I mean, and, and that's a big thing too, is I'm not trying to sit here and just be like, oh, look at this. Like, you should understand how hard this is. It's, it's not that. It's if you think that you're capable of being on the board and you think it's something that you want to do after hearing all this, more power to you. Seriously. I think it's great that you that individuals have the drive to do that. But there may be individuals that after hearing this, they're like, whoa, that may not be the correct thing for me. And unfortunately, we really haven't had the opportunity to discuss this out in the open unless you've actually pulled a board member aside at conference and spoke to them or messaged them. So this is a little bit of an easier way to to get the information out to the public. I think
2: it's the best and the worst thing you'll ever do with your but that, that goes is- for everything.
0: You, know? <laughs> you know, so but uh but yeah, no. I I really appreciate you guys uh and your your brutal honesty when it comes to this type of thing and and explaining all the different things that many people may not realize and I I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate uh you know, taking the time out of your day to do it, but also making other people aware because I I think you guys personally did a great job on the board and I'm not saying that cuz you're on here cuz obviously you know I will be honest about a lot of things <laughs> um but I I really think you guys have set a really good precedent on where the board can go in the future and I'm excited to see where it goes and hopefully we'll get some really strong candidates on there and and help uh the APP on its amazing trajectory uh forward
1: yeah cool. our growth in, in the last decade has been exponential so I would love to see a board continue on that that helps that growth and and continues on the mission in the direction that it's going. Absolutely. Can I do one more shout-out real quick?
0: You can do anything you wanted. Go for it.
2: To my board, James Weber, Beth Razomsky, Elaine Angel, D D A Suarez, Danny Yerna, Eric Squeeze-Anderson, and Paul King. I love you guys.
0: See, and and that's the thing... That no matter how hard something is and no matter how much work you do, those are the friendships that you have forever. They really are. And I, I think that's something that is worth its weight in gold for for all the sleepless nights and all the hours that you put in towards it. So, yeah, um, I think we've covered almost all the things that I set out to accomplish. So I'm going to give our guests um, a chance just to, to let you guys know uh, – where they are, where you can find them on social media, where you can see all of Kendra's delicious baked goods and all those other things. So, uh, Kendra, why don't you go first and just let people know where they can find you and anything else you want to say?
1: For sure. Uh, you can email me at KendraJaneB at safepiercing.org if you have any organization-related questions. Um, you can find me on Facebook um, or Instagram at KendraJane or at eat Your heart Out Yeg. Y E G, that's where I live. Um, if you just want to look at cookies, um my inbox is always open, whether it's piercing and or life related, um, send me a message and I'm around.
2: And what about you, Ed? I am Eduardo Chavaria. You can find me under that name on Facebook. You can find me at piercings by ed on Instagram. Um I am currently not at a studio, but hopefully in about the next four to six months I'll be the proud owner of a new studio. And, uh, oh, that's great. Maybe we could talk about that around that time, Will.
0: Yes, I would absolutely love to talk about that. Especially, I think a lot of people don't realize uh, how crazy it is to open your own studio. I The idea sounds great, but whew, talk about uh, not only backbreaking work, but the amount of stress that you carry around makes you look like a back mule. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the show and talking with us. Uh, I want to stress to all of our listeners here, um, whether you're running for the board or have questions about how the board operates or past experiences, please don't hesitate to reach out to our guests. I can personally vouch that they are two of the most incredibly friendly people and will talk your ear off if you let them. So make sure if you have questions or just are looking for advice that you do reach out to them. I like questions. Yeah, who doesn't like questions? Without any questions, we wouldn't have (laughs) any answers, right? Right. I hope all of you can hear me as I record this outro, since the APP helicopter just dropped me off and is leaving to head back to pick up Miro for some vegan junk food. But in all honesty... This episode is a week later than I would like to have come out, but I wanted to give all our candidates a chance to respond and come onto our show to tell you about their thoughts and feelings. If you haven't checked those episodes out, go ahead and have a listen in our show feed. It's a really great way to know how you are using your vote for the future of the industry. Once again, I want to thank all our guests on this week's episode for opening up about a topic that is very personal. If you are a candidate or a member who's thinking about stepping up for next year's elections, Please reach out to them with your questions. I'm sure they would love to talk to you more in depth about their experiences and what you may face in the future. You can reach them, give them a follow on their social media, which we have included in this week's show notes. Or even better, take some time to visit them at their places of employment. We have a fun few episodes to get you through your holiday drives in the next month or so. I was also a guest on another podcast as well, which was really awesome, but also a weird experience since I'm typically the moderator. But I am really excited for you to hear it, and also to talk to you listeners about it. In other news, I want to thank all you wonderful folks for your reviews on iTunes and the Google Play Store, as well as listening every few weeks. I can't express how amazing that makes me feel since we started. I also want to thank all my Patreon subscribers for your continued support. If you'd like to join our Patreon, you can find it at patreon.com slash podcast. I would like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast. Other Couture Jewelry's owner, Mike Knight, has been burning the candle at both ends as usual to create new designs and keep those orders going out at a steady pace. His new process of making jewelry has made some jaw-dropping pieces with an amazing amount of detail. If you are in a professional studio and would like to get a copy of this catalog, please visit our sponsors page for a link on how to contact Other Couture Jewelry. Sponsor Goldheart Woodworks has been busier than ever with their new website, BodyJewelryDisplays.com. This site allows you to peruse the entire Goldheart Woodworks catalog. Derek has been exceptionally busy creating unique stained and wood combinations. These original one-of-a-kind sets can be found on the website, but they do go extremely quick and are one-of-a-kind. So keep an eye out on their website and their social media. Our final sponsor for this week's episode is from our California family. Adam and Shelby Richens have been crushing it in their city of Santa Cruz at the beautiful Amory Body Arts. This is the only studio I trust in Santa Cruz to send clients and listeners to. For all your piercings and jewelry needs, make sure to visit our friends at Amory. You can find more information about these companies under the Sponsors tab on our website, Podcast.com. To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkpiercingpodcast.com. If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own, and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Rogue for Free.